This is the Canna Curio Podcast by Cannabis Media, your source for cannabis and hemp license updates directly from the data vault. Don't forget to subscribe to the Cannabis Media newsletter and follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook to stay informed of future episodes and data releases. Welcome to the Canna Curio Podcast powered by Cannabis Media. We're your hosts, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. We've got a great show for you guys today with some very interesting data highlights. Uh, today, we're going to be joined by Bill Owens and Todd Mock of Samson Extracts. Samson Extracts is an Alabama-based hemp license holder that is also a cannabis media subscriber. As you all may recall, we've had quite a few hemp license updates over the last few months, so this should make for an exciting show. As always, though, let's check in with Ed and see what he's got for us from the Data Vault. Ed? Hi, Amanda. Um, we've been working on a number of initiatives since we last chatted, so we're finally getting Columbia into the app. Uh, it's been a real challenge. The way they disseminate data is quite different than other international locations. They seem to combine the renewals with the new licenses themselves, and they sort of almost show them as two licenses. So it took us a while to get through that, plus with the language barrier. Uh, in addition, we actually just brought in a whole bunch of the Canadian licensed producers. So we added 41 and we updated about 436 of the licenses. So definitely a lot going on uh, internationally. Yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and so regarding the Canadian licenses, you know, are there any, you know, kind of new uh, data groups or license holder groups uh, that were noteworthy? You know what? Uh, none, none that I've seen yet, but uh, you know, once they get in the app, we'll have a chance to sort of dig in and see how they compare to what we already have in there. Very cool. Well, thanks for the update, Ed. When we come back, we will be joined by Bill Owens and Todd Mock of Samson Extracts. Stay tuned. Agriculture in the South will never be the same. Samson Extracts, along with its farming partner, are shaking up the industry by adding to the important economic driver in Alabama. The company is a large hemp operation servicing the farmer with clones and the producer with bulk isolate grown in rich Alabama soil and processed in their own extraction facility and laboratory. So if you're looking for CBD hemp varieties to plant or quality bulk isolate for your products, look no farther than Samson Extracts, located in Southeast Alabama. For more information, go to SamsonExtracts.com. That's SamsonExtracts.com. Welcome back, everybody. As I mentioned, we're joined by the team over at Samson Extracts. Bill, Todd, welcome to the show. How are you guys? We're doing well. This is Bill and I'm Todd. Hi, guys. Welcome, welcome. Um, so, Bill, Todd, uh, tell us a little bit more about Samson Extracts. Um, how, can you tell us more about the company? Uh, I was on the website, and it said that you guys were the Alabama's largest and most diverse farms. That's a pretty exciting title. That's, that's true. We are associated with one of the largest farms in Alabama. Uh, we're located in South Alabama in Geneva County. Um, our offices are in Geneva, Alabama. We purchase all of our hemp from a related farm and, uh, and then process it here. We currently are in the process of the, of the final tuning of our processor and expect to have it handed off to us by the end of next week and be ready for production. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so exciting. Um, now, I understand that Alabama is a relatively newer hemp program. Uh, did you, at the, did the Samson Extracts teams always want to get involved with the, the hemp program? Yes, we did. Uh, we've, we're in our second crop year. Um, we had our first license in 2019 and, and grew 140 acres last year. About 160. 160 acres last year. And this year we've got just over 300 acres that we've planted and are in the process of harvesting currently. Uh, the leaders of, of, of our farm and, and our team have been watching hemp in other states and have been following the legislation in Alabama. And when the, when the legislation finally passed, and of course the 2018 Farm Bill passed at the, at the federal level, uh, we were ready to go and, and we're all in. I love it. Uh, now, Todd, I understand that you are the extraction facility manager over at Samson Extracts. Um, how long have you been with the team and have you always focused on hemp extraction? Um, I've been here for a little over a year. Um, hip extraction is definitely not something I've, I've been in for very long. I've, I have more of a background in sales and I'm ex-military. Um, but um, leadership management is, is something I've been in uh, quite a bit of. And uh, that's, that's basically why I'm here. So one of the things that uh, I wanted to dig in was the licensing process because my data team really focuses on what's happening there. So I tend to you know, look at all the documents that the state puts out to help me and my team get an understanding of what's going on in, in the licensing field. So in looking at what the Department of Agriculture puts out in Alabama, I was a little shocked and surprised to see they have a document called, Am I Ready to Be a Hemp Processor Handler? And then it says in quotation marks, this is like taking your mortgage payments to the casino to gamble. Are you prepared to lose it? Exclamation point, question mark. So I'm just kind of curious, you know, as you all went through the licensing process, you know, what was that like? Because I can't say that I've ever seen that in any kind of public document that a state puts out to help uh, folks get a license. Yeah, that particular statement came from a meeting that I attended at, at the state level. And you know, when, when hemp first got introduced in Alabama, farmers were thinking that they were gonna make fifty, sixty thousand dollars $60,000 an acre by growing hemp. Wow. And, and of course, if you look at the profit from the greenhouse all the way to the final consumer, there, you know, there may be numbers that are relatively close to that in the in in the whole continuum but you know farmers saw that and thought okay i'm going to make 50 or 60 thousand dollars so that's the reason the state of alabama really put that out there saying if you don't if you don't have money to lose you shouldn't invest it in this industry and you know as far as the the licensing process it has been relatively easy with the state. The Department of Agriculture and Industries has a group focused on hemp. They are, they are very user-friendly, um, you know, will help you work out your problems when, when you submit your application. If there's a problem, they don't just reject your application. They notify you what the problem is, give you a chance to fix it. And as far as I know, I don't, I don't know of anybody that's been rejected 
in the state since in the last two years. Todd, do you? I'm not really sure, but uh, I will say Miss Gale and her team have been outstanding, even with uh, all the COVID restrictions and, and all that craziness. They've they've done a great job uh, in the confines that they had to work in, um, getting everybody uh, settled and, and moving forward. And, and you know, back to your little quote you found, I'm not sure if they may have stole that from me because last year I was, <laughs> I was telling people last year, I was like, because I had several people asking me, hey, what do you think about getting into hemp? I said, look, and this is exactly what I told people, if you don't have money in the bank to take down like, you know, about $15,000 per acre to take down to Biloxi and throw it on black and walk away losing it. Um, you don't need to get into hemp. So they may have revamped my statement from last year that I was telling. telling All right. Well, you heard it here first on our podcast. That's, that, that's great. Uh, one thing that I did want to ask, though, is since you all have been involved in other crops, what has this process been like in terms of being different? Because you know, here you've got things like they're doing background checks, fingerprinting, you know, GPS coordinates of where your facilities are, you know, uh, costs per uh, uh, cost per site in terms of licensing. I mean, is it very different than the other compliance you've had to do for the Department of Agriculture? Uh, from a row crop perspective, I would say it's like night and day. Um, Obviously, we don't have to turn in GPS coordinates for you know any of the row crop um, commodities that we grow and sell. Um, the harvesting's different. The the growth is different, and and probably one of the bigger differences between hemp and our regular row crop uh, commodities are the uh, chemicals that we are able to use because of you know um, major chemicals you know, such as Mikazi and some other chemicals that we might be able to do pre-emergent. Um, we can't use those because uh, of, of the restrictions on hemp. So we ha obviously have to stick to the state mandated OMRI approved chemicals. So there's a big difference there. And, and as far as uh, the harvesting goes, there's a big difference there as well. We mechanically harvest pretty much every, everything as far as the row crop commodities. And hemp, we're still uh, we're still in the process of working out different methods and and stuff. So it's just it's just a work in progress. It takes time. So mm -hmm. it's it, you know it's just um, it's just one of those things you got you got to keep on moving forward if you if you're able to do so. So and as you harvest this crop, you know obviously it has lots of different uses. And as cannabis media has been coming up to speed on hemp and sort of how it fits into our world you know i've learned all sorts of new words like decortication and decortication machines which apparently are expensive and prone to clogging and whatnot i mean do you have to use stuff like that or rent it or you know how, how do you get that crop uh, off the field and you know onto the next pro uh, phase of the process well, well to answer your decortication question Decortication is actually more geared toward your um, industrial hemp, which is actually different than what we grow. Ah. We grow what's called, um, I guess the, the technical term is phytocannabinoid rich hemp, uh, which is basically um, uh, you know marijuana with the THC bred out of it completely or down really low. Um, industrial hemp grows differently than, and is also planted differently and harvested differently. So decortication is more geared toward your industrial hemp. Um, we're still trying to, you know, do different things with our stalks, which is what you decorticate. 
Um, so there's, you know, there's some opportunities there. We've just got to research and find them. Uh, as far as harvesting, uh, we kind of, we kind of just do it, you know, the good old South Alabama way the best we can with, you know, hand harvesting right now. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, I, I was at an event in Connecticut probably about a year ago where they're talking about the program and they were doing the same thing here. It was actually in the town I used to live in and this woman got up and talked about how they had, you know, sort of a small crop. They were trying it out, but I guess they didn't uh, protect for uh, pests really well. And she said a whole bunch of deer came in and pretty much ate the whole crop. So she said, if anybody wants some C CBD and rich venison, they can go uh, probably <laughs> find it in, uh, in, in, in her town in Connecticut. So it's, uh, Oh my goodness. Yeah. Always a challenge there. So, um, but uh, I want to dig back in on the licensing side a, a little bit. You said it was it was a good process of getting a license. Uh, you know, every state is different in terms of what they ask and what they dig into. And um, you know, in looking through their documents, I, I thought they actually asked some good questions besides whether you were ready to throw your money down at the casino. Um, one question, really an obvious one, is you know, what do people want to process? The hemp for is it CBD oil, CBG, CBN, distillate, crude oil, isolate? You know, how did you guys go through that kind of calculus to figure out, you know, what your uh, product mix was going to be? Well, that's a that's a very interesting question because we are in we like the whole industry are in the evolutionary process. Um, our initial focus is on CBD, um, but we will. We're evaluating CBG and CBN. Uh, we're evaluating full spectrum products versus T-free products. And so right now we can produce a, um, a crude, which is CBD and, and THC combined. And it's very low in, in THC. We will over time, we will be able to extract out the different components of that. Will we, will we produce CBG or CBN? We very well may. But right now, our focus is on CBD. Got it. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And in terms of uh, extraction method, you know, there's obviously a, a number of choices here. Which one did you choose and why? Well, we chose uh, an ethanol or an alcohol extraction method. And it's, uh, it's really we went outside the, the, the cannabis world and got uh, something from the citrus world. And we've had the engineers for, for that company here fine-tuning our process. So we're, we're very excited about the process that, that we have. Um, it's, we, we will recapture at least 90% of the of the ethanol that we use, um, so it's so we we, we won't spend a, a ton of money on ethanol, but it, I mean it, but it is a cost that we have to incur. Yep. And uh, and and our extraction, you know, if you use CO two subcritical, you're really only getting 55, 60 percent of the CBD into your into your crew well we do better than that with with alcohol and so we're that, that's the biggest reason we chose to to do an alcohol extraction versus a co2 either subcritical or supercritical 
Excellent, excellent. So uh, the, the last question they had in their uh, set of questions that jumped out at me was a very interesting one, which is simply, what is your motive for being a hemp processor handler? So, you know, it sort of goes back to what Amanda was asking. You know, what, what drew you into this? Honestly, um, I guess speaking for, for uh, my boss, um, they actually care about the other farmers. Um, they've been farming themselves, but they actually care about other people. Um, and in the position they're in, they want to be able to help this industry grow, but also at the same time help local farmers to be able to get into this, to be able to subsidize what they already do. So it's, it's really a, a heart thing um, in the long run. And uh, that's, that's one of the biggest things. Also, you know, the benefits of, of this product, you know, whether it be CBD, uh, CBDVA, CBG, what, any of those cannabinoids, there's so many benefits of this that, that has not been explored or, or, you know, that people, you know, shun away because of the stigma of this plant. Um, and one other thing we're, we're wanting to do um, on the long term is try to help get rid of that stigma through education. And um, so that's, that's, there's a lot of things working. Uh, we're, we're moving forward, we're doing a lot of things. So I'm excited, you know. And I am as well. We, as everybody who is in this industry knows, the whole CBD world is in, is in an adjustment period. Um, last year was not a great year for, for CBD. Right. And, and it really, the farmer is the, is the piece that's getting hurt the worst right now. And in our position, we go from the greenhouse in, well into the process. So we can split up the profits however we want to. But the guy that's just a farmer out there is really having a problem right now because he's having to sell his product for a fraction of what it's costing him to grow it. And, and we, don't want, we don't want farmers to give up on this crop because we believe that you know, we can grow enough to keep our processor full, but we would rather acquire it from some, you know, grow some of it, but acquire some from farmers at, at a good price so that they can make money, more money than they make on their other products and, and grow a good solid crop here in South Alabama. Yeah, no, you bring up a good point. I was on a hemp panel a couple months ago and uh, the moderator talked about how the rate of licensure had actually declined where I think fewer acres were being farmed this year uh, because as you pointed out, last year was so tough. I guess in 14, 15, 16, 17, maybe part of 18, the money was pretty good, but then you know, I guess the latter half of 18 and 19, not so much. So one last supply and demand question I had is, um, you know, in terms of processing, that often seems to be uh, a good place to be where people are always looking for processors. Has there been any interest uh, from out of state where people, you know, want to have their hemp processed, you know, within Alabama, or is there really not much crossing state lines yet? We've had some inquiries from other states. Um, we're not ready to take anybody else's crop yet, so we really haven't explored that option, but we will be, and, and, and we will explore the option. I mean, our, our facility sits five miles from, from Florida, so you know, we can obviously geographically 
handle the panhandle of Florida very well. Uh, we're also not that far from the Georgia line. So you know, Georgia's really just now getting into, into hemp and hemp growing. So we could geographically handle the, the southwest corner of Georgia very well. Uh, but our focus is on, is on Alabama and Alabamians. And, and we're part of the Sweet Grow Alabama program with, a, with the Department of Agriculture. And you know, they're trying to promote Alabama products, and we are as well. Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate, you know, the, the altruistic message, you know, that's coming from uh, the Samson Extracts team, especially as it relates to, you know, kind of bringing awareness to a relatively profitable crop um, and kind of paving the way for, for farmers. So good on you guys for doing that and, you know, thinking, uh, having some forward thinking towards, you know, processing out of state hemp. Um, kind of along that same thought process, I wanted to uh, ask, uh, you know, right now hemp is currently allowed in Alabama, but um, if cannabis was legal, is that something that you guys would be interested in pursuing and adding on to, to your existing crops? I'm not really ready to discuss that. I mean, you know, when cannabis may or may not be legal in Alabama, you know, it's, 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 a, it's a tricky question. And... Um, so we will explore it, and we and we very well may be interested in it. I'd say I'd say taking a guess on that is like uh, worse than gambling on, you know, taking your mortgage down to gambling. You know. <laughs> okay. So it, all options are open, and you know we will we will explore that, and, and we have people involved in, in politics that you know keep us abreast of. Of where it is going, um, you know, I, I personally believe that medical uh, marijuana will be legal in Alabama sometime in the next two or three years, and and then I believe recreational use will follow within five years of medical marijuana. Uh, but that's just a personal belief. That's Bill Owens speaking for Bill Owens. It's not Bill <laughs> Owens speaking for Samson Extracts. All um, right, and you know. Will we take advantage of that? I, I, I can't say. We, you know, it, it makes sense for us to be able to use what we've built in that world, but we would have to redo it because if you run marijuana through our extraction machine, you can't ever run hemp through it again because yeah. you, know, you, you can't get it clean enough not to have some residual THC link on to the to the CBD that you're producing through it. So it would require new capital expenditures and we will evaluate it based on the dollars and cents of, of that industry when it happens. I would just like to say this before we, we get done. I would keep keep an eye out for Samson Extracts. There's a lot of exciting things coming down the road. So that's SamsonExtracts.com. You can find us on there or Facebook. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, any of those social media sites. I love it. I love it. Uh, we're definitely all about promotion here. So, you know, definitely, definitely check you guys. Check out the Samson Extracts team. Um, now, one last question for me, uh, just kind of given uh, the, the messages that you guys have been uh, sharing here today. Is there any advice that you'd like to give new hemp farmers or hemppreneurs uh, about getting involved in the program or, you know, kind of dealing with the changes of the crops? Any advice you guys would like to give? Yeah, if you don't have 15,000, no, I'm just kidding. 
Um, <laughs> well, in, okay. in, in Alabama, we found uh, problems that they haven't had in Kentucky. Correct, yeah. And we, ants are a problem in Alabama. And they're Ant, not in Kentucky. And ants were never a problem in Kentucky. Uh, so really you've got to evaluate the crop based on your circumstances um, and, and, and then do what you can in advance to prepare your field properly before you put, before you put your crop in the ground. Um, you know, genetics are important. We're, we're still working on genetics in, uh, at Samson Extracts to identify the right genetics for South Alabama, which are probably not the same genetics that are right for North Alabama or Tennessee yeah. or Kentucky. Yeah, that's um, what I tell people all the time. Oh, I'm getting stuff from Colorado. Just because it grows in Colorado well, doesn't mean it's going to grow in our soil or our environment down here in yeah. Alabama. So you got, and that's a great point. You got to, you got to watch that. So, and we're still exploring our whole growing season here. You know, do we, do we have a chance to grow two crops outside in Alabama? Could we do a auto flower crop early and then a full crop late? Uh, we don't know that. We, we, we're exploring all those things currently. And the universities in Alabama are great to work with. Uh, all the major universities are university partners with the, with the state, and we've, we've had contact with most of them. And they are, uh, they are pursuing, from their standpoint, the, the, the things that need to be done in Alabama to, to produce the highest quality hemp that can be produced. And in all fairness, whoever said it first, it doesn't matter. I mean, literally, I know it's just cliche, but if you don't have money to lose, this is not something you want to get into because it, it truly is a gamble. Um, you know, there's, there's a lot of, of things that can go awry. There's a lot of things that can happen outside of your control. I mean, just like the hurricane just came through, it did some, some damage to a lot of the crops around here. So you can't, yeah. you can't control every aspect uh, of the growing part, you know, process. So it is a gamble. So, you know, I, I know I made fun of that statement, but, and we kind of made light of it, but it is kind of true. So if you don't have the money to invest in this and lose it possibly, it's probably not for you. And you also have to evaluate the conditions you're in. For example, in South Alabama, we have very sandy soil which is great for growing hemp because hemp does not like wet feet. But when we started processing our hemp, we ended up with a lot of sand in our extractor. So we had to change oh, things in our extractor to deal with the sand that was, was on our crop. Yeah. So what could be a positive in one part of the, of the growing process might be negative in another part of the growing process. So you really have to evaluate what you have and think forward into how's that going to affect the next the next step and a lot of people have asked yeah. me questions like we're experts I, what i tell people most of the time what we learned last year is a what not to do a lot of it what not <laughs> to do um, i mean yeah. we did learn some good things to do but we we made a lot of mistakes to get to where we're at so that's why i say it's, it's very you know it's very important that you make sure you have the the investment money or the capital will be able to get into this. Yeah, don't ever forget, if your THC gets above 0.3%, they yeah. will destroy your crop. 
or uh, you have to destroy, or you have your, to destroy own. your own crop. There's, oh my goodness. There's, there's no ifs, ands, and buts about it. Yep. I mean, that's the law. It's a federal law. It's a state law. And we have to abide by that. And, yep. and we, there's nothing we can really do to help as, as we are, as it starts to get up. I mean, as the CBD increases, as the plant matures, well, the THC is going to go up along with it. And so you have to make sure you, you, you get it tested and you harvest it in a timely manner so that they, so it won't ever test at above, at above 0.3%. Well, you guys have given us such, uh, so much to think about, you know, throughout this podcast and, you know, just to end this part here. I mean, you know, really, I appreciate, we appreciate, you know, the honesty and transparency and our, no, I know our listeners will too. So thank you both Bill and Todd for joining us on the show today. Uh, we look forward to, to continue working with you guys and seeing what the Samson Extracts team can do this year. Thank you for having us. All right, Ed, what a great interview. Uh, let's take a look ahead here and see uh, what license updates we have to look forward to from the cannabis media team. Okay, well, we're wrapping up the last of our point of sale data. The team Ooh. is uh, going to be calling through the end of September, probably right up till the very end, and uh, looks to be very interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see sort of what the data tells us once we're actually able to wrap our arms around it. Uh, and as I mentioned before, we're also trying to find information on the CRM data that people use. Um, ah. in addition, yeah. In addition to that, we've got some other updates coming in, including Pennsylvania hemp, um, Montana cannabis, uh, Louisiana CBD, um, as well as South Carolina hemp. So still a lot of information you know, floating into the system and, uh, yeah. you know, uh, a lot on the hemp side, really. Yeah, that's exciting. I mean, you know, clearly uh, with the Samson Extracts teams here, you know, sharing kind of what they've been going through as a hemp processor, I'm sure uh, we'll have more exciting stories to share uh, over the coming weeks, both through the data and the podcast. Thank you, everyone, for joining us on today's show. We're your host, Amanda Guerrero and Ed Keating. Stay tuned for more updates from the Data Vaults. Thanks for listening to the Canacurio podcast by Cannabis Media. Stay up to date with the latest episodes of the podcast and get alerts on the latest licensing activity in the United States and Canada, as well as exclusive industry insights by signing up for the Cannabis Media Licensing Newsletter at cannabis.media newsletter.